All right, football fans, we are back for another week of fantasy football talk here at the Fantasy Hour on Tap. We're getting to week 10, guys. We're nearly, well, we're halfway past that, you know, halfway point now this year. Um, great week nine, guys. Hopefully everything was good for you guys. As always, guys, though, I'm your host, Premier Amp. Joined again, Cam. Welcome back this week. Edgar, hey, here as always, my friend. How's everybody going? Uh, how's everybody doing this week, I should say? We're all going pretty well. <laughs> oh, going pretty well, yeah, you know. Stutter, it's hump day, guys. It's hump day, you know, uh, a little a little out of it still, but um, you know positive week for everybody? Yeah, oh, oh God. <laughs> positive week nine for everyone, though? Yeah, Cameron, did you have positive? Um... No, I, I lost, but yeah, more or less, it's positive. <laughs> Speaking of a loss, though, I just want to give a quick shout out to our other co-host, Mr. Pat Bodeway, for beating the shit out of me this week. And you want to know how he beat me this week, guys? He sent me a nice little message on Twitter and said, thanks to one of our own, Mr. Edgar Leone. And... You gave him the advice, I guess, in the starts and sits and waiver wires and all the stuff, you know, from you guys this week. And, uh, you know, he took the advice and, and beat the brakes off of me, you know, this week. And, uh, hey, but guess what? He's still in last place. So is what it is. I, I mean, I'm only in second to last, but hey, fuck all. Um, he's going to have to get a tattoo. He's going to have to get a tattoo. We should have made that. We should have made that bet. But uh, moving right along, guys. What do you got for us tonight in our infamous main first topic of a pop the tab? What do you got over there, Cam? Cam, what do you what do we have? We have New Belgium passion fruit, a Kolsch. It's part of their up next series, so I guess this is up next. Yeah, <laughs> it's up right now, actually. <laughs> so how's that passion fruit? I like it. It's pretty good. Um, it adds a little bit to the Kolsch. It's okay. It's not bad. <laughs> Edgar's a little down on that one. I feel like I feel like a little passion fruit is a little overpowering. I don't know. He he picked this, by the way, but yeah. <laughs> He's the one that picks it. He's like, meh. I'll yeah. go back to regular stuff. <laughs> well, that's solid. I'm not gonna pop that in my, my mouth today. So. Ooh, yeah, that's always rough. Yeah, I hate that. I, so I almost, you know, real quick off topic, I almost did that this week being sick because I was just so hungry and I was like, I can't taste this anyway. So whatever I would, I would pop my uh, energy drink right now, but I'm going to say this, it's probably going to explode because it's a game fuel. So I'm going to do that later. Um, so moving along, guys, we're going to lead crawl this up real quick. So news is that Patrick Mahomes should be back this week. Um, with his dislocated knee. I know they said, I think the probability goes down majorly this week uh, to re-injure that if he comes back. Uh, and then Thielen left their game this week after just coming back with a re-aggravation to his hamstring. So I've not seen official word on if he's been practicing or not, but uh, that's that's tough for him. Uh, James Conner seems like he could be back this week which we brought up uh, that decreases the value of Jalen Samuels a little bit if he is, because there's talk of them splitting a little bit more um, because of the injury. And then obviously that takes Trey Edmonds just completely out of the picture. If uh, Connors comes back, 
other big news of the week, guys, is Garner Minshew has officially been benched. Nick Foles is back in the starting lineup, guys. It's, it's very unfortunate that Minshew had to go and uh, take three straight drives to turn the ball over to cost himself a job. And then, yeah. uh, guys, biggest news of the week is uh, Cam Newton, which surprised this took so long, but Cam Newton is officially donezo for the season going to IR, which means that Cam Newton's mom's favorite quarterback, Kyle Allen, is taking the helm for the year. Who's actually been solid? I, I don't know if you guys think so or not. I think he's been pretty, pretty yeah. uh, average, consistent. I guess you would say uh, at that right. So, hey, uh, you know they're winning. They also have probably the best running back in the league. But you know that's uh, that's good for them. So I'm gonna kick this next topic, guys, off real quick for our party foul. Cam, why don't you give us a little bit of a heads up? Who was a major underperformer for you this week? Yeah, I lost, so I had a quite a few. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Tevin Coleman. Ooh. I have him in actually a few leagues. He only had 5.6 points. It was a pretty good matchup against Arizona. He just, you know, after that um, almost 40-point week, the three touchdowns, he just didn't perform, didn't come to play. Yeah, actually, you know, I, I remember somebody uh, I rolled into work the other day and that was somebody goes, ah, fucking Coleman. Yeah, he screwed me this week. And so I could see you had that uh, ramification as well this week. Uh, yeah. Edgar, who did you have that uh, really screwed you over this week? Yeah, um, I feel like this is almost like the, 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 you know, like how there's always a segment that's like, you know, the Bridgestone top performer of the week. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Who would the sponsor be in this segment? You know, like the shittier, the crappiest. I don't even know. It'd probably be Malort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Malort yeah, we'll call us the Malort performer. Performer <laughs> of the week. Not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> I, I would say in a couple of my leagues, I decided just to risk it. And one league, I'm desperate for tight end. So I tried out Chris Herndon. <laughs> and he was active. He just. Did not get a look. And, I mean, the Dolphins won their first game against the Jets, so it just kind of shows how bad the Jets are. But, yeah, he kind of he screwed me bad in, in one league. Um, but that league, I was still able to get the W. So, wow, that's, that's a tough that's, – that's tough look when you can still pull it off with something like yeah. that. Yeah, it was a nail-biter, though. Yeah. So, for me, after weeks on weeks and weeks of a uh, stellar performance – Stellar performances from Mr. Stefan Diggs. The first few weeks of the season, Stefan Diggs has reared his ugly motherfucking head again to me in a whopping 2.6 points for me this week, guys. Really? You're really you're, you're going against Kansas City, and that's what you do? 2.6 points. Even with Thielen going out. That, how does that happen? Like they all they did, I guess, they ran the ball on him and and that was what it was, and I mean, real quick shout out because it goes back to our previous segment, but also an underperformer for me uh, was Garner Minshew with a whopping seven point eight points, and uh, yeah, I mean, my other quarterback wouldn't have done me much better. It would have been four more points out of Philip Rivers, but hey, can't win them all, guys. And uh, Peabods, congratulations on pulling out that win and literally beating the brakes off of me that time. 
That was that was a rough rough situation, guys. So we're gonna move into the main slate of games, whatever you want to call it, week ten. Here we're gonna start off every week, um, other than if it's a crappy matchup. But this week we got a good look on a Thursday night game, guys. We've got the Chargers versus Oakland. Well, okay, let me rephrase myself here. We got the Chargers, not versus the Oakland Raiders. It is the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. Um, what are you most looking forward to in this uh, this game here, uh, Edgar? Um, I'm, I'm looking to see if Keenan Allen will ever bounce back. You've had consecutive weeks of him like barely making, you know, late, you know later single-digit points. I mean, like only against the Bears where he had a little bit over double-digit points. So, like his his last six games, he's had his most points he's had are twelve point three, and his fewest have been five point three. And to start off the first three weeks, he had twenty six points, twenty, and like almost fifty points. So it's crazy to think that he started off the year so strong, and now it's been kind of just up and down. So. He's one player that I'm looking to like. Is he finally going to bounce? Because he's been a player where you always you've always started him because you have where you drafted him, and there's always that upset. Like, okay, maybe this is he the was, back. But he's he's a consistent wide receiver that you like. You said you can always bank on twelve to fifteen from, and sometimes he pops off for twenty. Unlike players that we'll talk about later, but it's like, yeah, you're right. He's that guy that Philip Rivers loves, and it's like for the last few weeks. That hasn't been there. And I'll tell you this. I have him on a team, and I'm 7-2 and two in that league. And it's like I'm still winning games even with the poor production the last few weeks from him. Yeah, I'm 6-3 and three in the league that I have him in. And, yeah, I'm, I'm still winning games. But, I mean, can you imagine how like how better my team would be if I I did have him? I'd be like, completely solidified. So he's been kind of a, a guy that I've, I really wanted to pick up. Hunter Henry's another guy that I'm always going to keep a look and I look I up for him just because I have him in a couple leagues and he's been doing great. And I'm always like interested to see the Austin Eckler um Melvin Gordon divide. Especially last since week. since Gordon got more looks last week. Yeah, Gordon got a lot more looks last week, but Austin Eckler still made it into double digits. Last week, believe it or not, the Chargers were up the majority of the game against the Packers. So it'll be interesting to see oh. if if the if the if the Chargers ever go down in this game, you know, by, you know, one or two scores, if they're, they'll utilize Austin Eckler, which I think they will. Yeah, especially, like you said, if they're if they're down at any point, they've got to use Eckler more. And that's where they've gotten away from, um, you know, at times in this past couple of weeks with Gordon being back. And, and the joking reason why I say they're the Las Vegas Raiders now is because we're past that halfway point and they're closer to being... Las Vegas than they are Oakland anymore. And plus they haven't played at home in a long time. So I think this is their first home game back, isn't it? Uh, for them since being before the, the London game, I think this might be the one of their first ones back at home. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like, a you know, I'm really into the whole Hunter Henry train for the Chargers yeah. side of things lately. I just think he's become more of the target and obviously he's staying healthy. And I watched that divide between Eckler and Gordon because that same it's kind of funny because that same league I have Keenan Allen in, I also have Eckler and Gordon. So it's like I've really put my chips in on this Chargers offense at times. And I'm like, man, with this bye week coming, 
which I should like quote this episode as being the bye week apocalypse because there's six teams on the bye, you know, and it, it it's one of those weeks I almost might have to start both of them because I'm like, oh man, uh, I don't have much else. Uh, Cam, what do you like from the Chargers side of this game? Yeah, I mean, from the Chargers side, um, I think you guys did a pretty good job covering it. Um, Eckler is a leading receiver right now over Keenan Allen with 55 receptions to Keenan Allen's 54. So even if he's not that productive or even if he loses some carries to um, Gordon, which he did last week and I still think it's plausible, I think they're always going to throw to him. So his value is pretty safe. Um, but yeah, besides that, I mean, always Hunter Henry is there as long as he's healthy. He's going to put up points. Um, that's a big if, though. He's healthy. What about is anyone interested in Mike Williams at all? I mean, if he's fully healthy again, you just don't know with him. But I mean, I, I feel I mean, like, with, like he'd be maybe like a flex play at most for me, just because. I'm just saying, especially this week. I'm not saying you know, obviously with this matchup yeah. and with all the bye weeks, he's somebody that you might have to trot out there. You know, in this matchup, um, with all the bye weeks going on, especially there's some big time receivers. No, yeah, no, and I agree with you completely. But like for me, it's still be at like at the flex play, just because if you know if they're up um, against kind of a, a bad Raiders, not not bad, but just not great Raiders defense, then I can see him just running the ball with Melvin Gordon or Austin Eckler a little bit more. But if they're up or if they're down, then I can see them utilizing Austin Eckler quite a bit more and giving that ball over to Keenan Allen. Um, and then that's been kind of proven in the, in, in the past. And when they're down, they're constantly throwing the ball over to Austin Eckler. And they're occasionally using Mike Williams. Um, Mike Williams did have a really good game last week, though. But he's still, like, too lopsided and, t- and like, inconsistent for me to try it out there, like, as my wide receiver, too. But, I mean, you might be desperate. Um, so, well, who would be – like, who would you, like, start Mike Williams over? Well, I mean – Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, one thing with Mike Williams, the um... – they they do pass a lot. Philip Rivers threw has three hundred thirty three attempts. That's a lot. Well, and the biggest thing that you bring up though about the passing attempts though, Cam, is especially this. Look at I always bring this up, you know, on the weekly basis. This game is set at an over under of forty eight and a half. That's a pretty good margin. You're talking three touchdowns per side on on this game potentially, because yeah. the Chargers are favored by a point and a half, and that's. That's big. You know, you're talking, this is a a tentatively high scoring type of game and could go above that because of that. And we haven't even talked about the, you know, Oakland side of the ball yet. And uh, there's some stuff I like over there, Um, especially, you know, if it's a big passing game, I should say. Yeah, I can see that, especially with, um, but that helps um, Mike Williams value a good amount. Just the fact, I mean, he only has 29 receptions, but they are going to throw the ball. Well, and that's like a question is like, are you going to start him over any of the Miami receivers? Because I can't trust any of them. I might start him over one of those guys. And that's just, you know, a personal opinion. Um, but I don't know. It it's it depends on the like I said, it depends on how your team's constructed and and all the bye weeks. But let's get into the Oakland side of the ball, because I like a lot of it here. Um, Josh Jacobs has been pretty outstanding this whole year. Um, I think he's somebody you got to play no matter what matchup it is at at any point this year. Uh, And then they've got some receiving threats in Tyrell Williams and 
the shock of the world at tight end this year and Darren Waller. And, you know, I think uh, those are some good options, which then means that if you're in a bye week hell and you need a quarterback, might say this, Carr might not be a bad option. No, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, Carr's been doing fairly recent in the last couple of weeks, and the Chargers haven't been the best defense as well. Um, but the Chargers do have Melvin Ingram back, and Melvin Ingram has actually been able to tear it up against the last two teams he's been playing. The Chargers defense has been getting better and better. Um, they're only missing Derwin James at the moment. So, and for me, the most interesting, one of the most interesting parts about this game is that it's a, it's a, you know, it's a divisional game, right? They're they're both in the same division, and they play each other twice. And for me, like those are kind of the hardest games to predict because you that team plays each other twice, so they're able to understand each other, know the layout of the land. Whereas, you know, a team like that, the only maybe it's an AFC NFC game, you only play each other once, so you kind of can predict. You have a better chance of predicting what's going to happen versus a. Uh, like inner division game where you kind of know your all the ins and outs because of how much you played them in over the years and just, yeah, you know every year in particular. So I think this one's gonna be a little bit harder to predict. But I do, like you said, I do like Josh Jacobs, and I can see Derek Carr as a flyer with uh, you know a little bit of wariness to it. Yeah, I don't disagree on that front. And the like you said, with this being a divisional matchup too, this is huge because you know as of right now. Both teams are similar records, uh, with with Oakland being four and four, and the Chargers being four and five. You know they're they're neck and neck. They're they're all right there with KC right now. So this division in in the AFC West is still wide open. So this is a game where like, you know they they whatever team it is needs to take this one, and that's why I'm saying this is a a Thursday night game that is meaningful and has a lot behind it, and uh, is a very interesting one. So that's why, you know, and the reason I say Carr, and I keep saying this, though, is he's been consistent the last several weeks. Mm -hmm. So if you need, if with the six teams on a bye, I'll bring them up real quick. And this is why I say this, is because with the teams on the bye, you could have a quarterback that's out. You got the Broncos, Texans, Jags, Patriots, Eagles, and Redskins. Okay, so um, six teams on a bye, you have, Deshaun Watson, you have Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, um, doesn't matter about Jacksonville. And so three out of the six teams, you might have one of those quarterbacks that are playing and you might need somebody if your bench doesn't already have a, a qualified, you know, backup option. Uh, I think that Carr could be a flyer. And I myself looked at him for a second and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to take Rivers over him this week. Um, I wanted another quarterback, but somebody, I think, sitting on the other side of this computer screen picked him up on waivers this week because I couldn't do anything because of all my players coming up <laughs> off of IR. So, God damn it, I wanted Jameis Winston. Um, <laughs> but um, do you have anything else to say there, guys, on this game? Um, I think I'm just going to piggyback off your Hunter Redfro comment. I actually like him in this game. And he's actually trending upwards. He has more targets than Tyrell Williams. And, like, in terms of trends, like, he had four targets last week, seven targets this week. It's it's like the reversal for Tyrell Williams. We had six targets last week and four this week. So I think Hunter Renfro can be a good option in this game, uh, considering all the bias, too. He'd be so, kind of like a oh, sleeper flyer. Okay, so that's your that – you want to talk about your flyer. Are you taking Mike Williams or are you take, taking Renfro this week? Ooh, that's hard. 
See, that's a that's a that's a, that's a hard hmm. big playability on. I mean, it depends on the league. My eyes. If you're not a PPR league, I'm going after Mike Williams because you got the big play touchdown ability. Well, yeah, he has, uh, a, he has a red zone. Yeah, because of how big he is, yeah, he's in the red zone. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I agree. Yeah, but if you need PPR, Renfro seems to be a, a very reliable option in that aspect right now. But, hey. I, uh, I'd honestly probably take Renfro. I, I would take I, – I know it's crazy, but I would just take that, like, safe that trend play. That side and just kind of that leap of faith. Okay. Cam, do you got anything else for this one? Uh, no. Okay. So, speaking of Jameis Winston, we're going to bring the next game that I personally want to talk about, and that is going to be the Cardinals versus the Buccaneers. This game is set at a 50.5 over under with Tampa Bay as a 4.5 favorite. Uh, I like a lot from this matchup, guys. Obviously, uh, Tampa Bay is spectacular at throwing the ball. Jameis Winston is a great fantasy quarterback, terrible real-life quarterback. But he's got options all over the field in uh, Mike Evans and Godwin. And I think this is a game that it's going to be a very pass-heavy game, too, just like the previous game, which makes me believe that a great option over on the Arizona side of the ball is going to be Kyler Murray. I don't know who he's going to throw to. I'm hoping and praying this week, my hands are up, that it's a Christian Kirk week finally after 10 weeks of the season. Um you know, I, the problem will be the Arizona run game. Tampa Bay is good at stopping the run. They're, they're you know, they've previously been the top of the league um, at stopping the run. So I, I just think with it being a pass-heavy game, I just I like the signal callers and I like the receivers. I don't know if I like any of the tight ends, though. Um, what else do you have in this game, Edgar? You know what? On that side, I personally, I, I, I like this game a lot for fantasy purposes. I mean, you saw the the kind of like the, the gun show that the Bucks and the Seahawks put on last week. Um, I like Kyler Murray a lot, and I think he'll be throwing a lot to um, Christian Kirk. So that'd be good to see. Um, I think one thing on the, on the Cardinal side that's going to be interesting is what's going to happen with Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, and David Johnson. Who is going to be in the mix there? And then on the Buccaneers side, you're definitely trying out Christian, uh, not Christian Kirk, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, um, because they've been, uh, you know, relatively consistent um, as of late. Even though, like, you know, on the, to start off the year, Mike Evans was absolutely atrocious and was on and off uh, every other single game. Um, I think one other thing to keep in mind for the Bucks is. Ronald Jones has been decently consistent, you know, getting at least like maybe like 14 to 15 points. And that'll be with a buy with a lot of bye weeks as, as we've been talking throughout this entire podcast, Ronald Jones might be a guy that you can slide in as maybe like an RB two flex. If you re, if you're, you know, if you're desperate and you need something. Yeah, I could see that actually, just like you said, it, this is the worst week for bye weeks. This is absolutely yeah. the worst. And yeah. You have to get scrappy with it because I can tell you, I know Cam said it, and I'm sure, Edgar, you're not in a much better position. I look at my bench on our ONTAP Sports League, and literally almost my whole bench is on a bye week. The only player that is, the only two players that are not on bye weeks are currently injured. And one is Chase Sedmans from this game. And like I said, James Conner is my other one, which I'm hoping and praying he does because I don't want to have to trot out. <laughs> I don't want to have to put Josh Gordon in there if I have to. 
And I even fucking took a flyer on Danny Amendola just because he's been getting the targets and, and the Bears can't stop anything. So we, we aren't talking about that right now. But, uh, Cam, what do you like from this game? Yeah, I mean, you guys already said a lot. For me, it starts with the quarterback, Seamus Winston, Keller Murray, I think, are both going to have big games. Um, and then their receivers, too. Christian Kirk, I think, if he's healthy, he's going to get the lion's share of the targets. And um, hopefully some touchdowns. Um, Fitzgerald's been stealing touchdowns. And then, um, yeah, with uh, Tampa, then Mike Evans has been, I think, the past two weeks, he's actually – He's a model. He's been the model of inconsistency, but the past two weeks he's put up together good games. Or the past two games for him, he's put together some good games. Um, and then Godwin too. Um, yeah, I don't really like their running backs because I mean it's just hard. I mean besides um, Tampa's, but then they have two running backs, so it's yeah. I don't really know who to play. To me, it's a lot of question marks with their running game. Yeah, that's why I I mean I gave up on their running game a long time ago. And I yeah. think they did they kind of did too, but you know it's a, it's a situation that um you know they they could good. use it. Yeah. You know, Arizona's in the middle of the road with with running game, but man, looking at like I said, looking at that over under, this is a huge huge game um point-wise. So this is a great one like we said for receivers and the quarterbacks which we will dive right into the next game, guys. And, Cam, I'm going to let you talk about this one, which will be the Sunday night football game. Take it away. Yeah, so this is going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to watching it. It, it starts with the running backs, pretty much opposite of the other game. Um, and Ezekiel Elliott is always, I mean, he's Ezekiel Elliott. And then um, Delvin Cook, too. And then besides that, Kirk Cousins has been on a tear even last week. Um, I think he still had like two or three touchdowns last week. Dak Prescott's just been on fire. This game, I mean, it has the possibility of being really high scoring. I would play everybody from both teams just because you never know who's going to go off. I know Dick screwed you last week, but I mean, besides Thailin because he didn't practice this today. Um, so it doesn't look like he's going to play, but, um, I think Diggs and everybody else pretty much playing. Edgar, what do you got with this one? Um, I think, I, I think Cameron, you're like right on the dot. You're, you're, de- I, my own opinion, you're, pl- you're definitely trying out Diggs. I think this could be a, um, relatively high scoring game, um, with Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott on the, on the Cowboys side, uh, on the Vikings side. This might be one of those games where you can take a, um, you might be able to take a late, like a late flyer on, uh, I believe his last name is Bill C. Um, on, as a Viking, uh, Vikings receiver because Thailand is not playing. Um, he's going to be sitting out this game just to, just because of his hamstring injury. Uh, they don't want to provoke it anymore. So he might be a good kind of sleeper candidate that you might want to pick up and, you know, switch for another guy i know i'm definitely thinking about picking uh bill c up as you know like i said a sleeper type of candidate and on the cowboy side you're throwing everyone out there as well like elliot the prescott and um amari, and amari cooper Witten. oh yeah. yeah you know what that was the, that was the other name 
uh, for the cat that ran onto the field. It was Jason Kidden. <laughs> oh, my God. So I have an honest question here. Um, what matchup do you like better for quarterback? Do you like Dak going up against this team, or do you like Winston going up against Arizona? You know what? I like Winston going yeah. up against Arizona because the Seahawks just – that was a crazy game. I didn't expect it to be that. I expect it to be like relatively high scoring, but that that was a, a great game to watch from an offensive standpoint, but also fantasy points. I mean, Russell Wilson had over 40 fantasy points. Yeah, yeah no, I, I would completely agree. Um, just because, too, with this game, there's such good running backs in this game, Delvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott, that they could just eat so much of a clock and the quarterbacks might not do that much. That's always kind of like the danger of having good running backs in fantasy-wise on a yeah. team. Um, yeah. So I'm, I expect Winston to have a better game. And the Cardinals do give up the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. That's the stat I was looking for from you, my guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. I was like, man, I know he's going to drop this at some point. I'm, that's why I'm asking the question. You're just holding it. <laughs> I know. I was waiting. I was like, ah, here we go. So – no, I, I like this matchup too, guys, because I like I said, I love the two running backs in this game. Elliot hasn't been as good as he's been good, but not as good as advertised at the running back uh spot this year for fantasy. He's obviously still at RB one. I don't think he's had any like outstanding games, like not anything crazy. Um, but obviously Dalvin Cook is an absolute workhorse. Um this is a game if you are a Kirk Cousins owner, you're not playing them because I would try and I if this is the situation, I would play I would play Derek Carr over Kirk Cousins this week. If mm-hmm. if that was my situation. That that's how I would look at it. Um but yeah, I mean this this does have a game that can go high scoring. So it is something you don't want to tread away from the the receivers. Um it's just that it's a tough week, man. You kind of still have to trot those guys out there with the six teams on a bye. So, especially so, because that, there's a lot of a lot of these teams, though, with it being wide receivers and you play two or three of them, you might have, and there's some quality receivers out this week, man. I mean, let's run through the list. You've got Sutton. You've got Hopkins and Stills. You've got DJ Chark. You've got all the New England receivers. You've got the Eagles receivers and, you know, Jeffrey. And then the Redskins, you got Terry McLaren. You've got all those receivers out. I'm sh- you're bound to have somebody, you know, so it, it's just a good week. You just kinda, you kind of got to trot them out there. Uh, any final words for this so game? You said, you said you take Derek Carr over Kirk Cousins? I think I would this week. What about what about you, Cam? What do you think? No, nah, I would go Kirk Cousins. I think I would go Kirk Cousins as well, and 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 one of the reasons why I mean, yeah, he he is losing. You know, he doesn't have Adam Thielen, but I would argue that his offensive line is a little bit better. I mean, the Raiders did lose Trent Brown, their you know the offensive ta- their left tackle that they you know made the highest paid left tackle in the offseason. So, and like I said before, like Mark Ingram is, er, you know, yeah, Mark Ingram has been really great as of late for the Chargers. So, um, the interdivision Melvin. game is also the thing. Melvin, sorry, I keep calling him Mark Ingram. <laughs> There's a lot of Ingrams to be. You know, there is, but, um, there are a lot. Um, I don't know. I, the only reason I say Carr is because I think that game becomes more of a passing game than the other one, and I just feel that um, the the Dallas game being in Dallas makes that one a little bit tougher, and they're a better defense, to be honest with you. But that's no, my I, opinion, and, and every you know, and hey, I could be wrong, and and Kurt could go out and. Prove me wrong, but he also is 
playing another above 500 team. So the, yeah. the bad Kirk Cousins could rear his very ugly head on Sunday night football. We've seen it in the past in our city. Um, no, yeah, I agree. Like, but so for me, um, last week I was really intrigued by the the Jaguars Houston Texans matchup, just because of how much the Texans gave up to wide, you know, poison wide receivers and to quarterbacks. But because of like that interdivision game and like the the Texans had their calling card. So and that that's the thing that sucked because I definitely I had DJ Shark and yeah, he didn't do great. So I mean, we'll see. I uh, there's definitely gonna be I mean, there's a lot of good games and they're both could be really high scoring game. So we'll see. But I want to shoot this next matchup here to you, Edgar. It is the Monday night football game, which is going to be a absolutely phenomenal game. I hope and pray. I'm hope I'm not wrong. Cause this is like, this is a game. I'm sure this is perfect for Monday night. Honestly, <laughs> you got an eight, no eight and oh, the only undefeated team left in the NFL going up against potentially the MVP of this season. What do you yeah. got for us, Edgar? I, I think I, this is going to be a great game to watch. I mean, we've the last two kind of Sunday night, the Sunday, well, this is Monday night, but we had a treat last Sunday night with Lamar Jackson and the, and the Pats. And then this Monday night, we have another like really good game with the Seahawks 49ers. So I think it's going to be, it, it's going to be a crazy game. I mean, I would say it's going to be a relatively lower scoring than uh, most people think. Um, with the 49ers turning out really good defense, I mean, they give out the fewest points to everything, quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, you name it. They don't give many points to them. Uh, Joey Bosa has been a monster on the line, and he's Nick. definitely shown that. So the Seahawks don't have the best offensive line uh, by any means whatsoever, so they're definitely going to build up the pressure. But what I like about this – the Seahawks is their addition of Josh Gordon. Um, Josh Gordon might not be, I, I mean, Josh Gordon is talented, you, you know, no doubt about that. And adding another receiver like that to, you know, get, you know, Josh Norman or, or not Josh, Richard Sherman out there uh, against them instead of Tyler Lockyer or DK Metcalf, there's a lot of good mismatches there, right? Um, so three great, great offensive weapons. You have Chris Carson. This is a game where I'm probably not starting Chris Carson because of how well the 49ers run defense has been. Tyler Lockett, I mean, we've been talking about this all podcast, but with all the buys, I have Tyler Lockett in, in a good 70% of my teams. I am most likely starting him. I think Richard Sherman will, will be shadowing um, uh, Josh Gordon the majority of the game. And, yeah, because he can't go inside. He's only a one-side uh, cornerback, so it'll be interesting to see how they use Tyler Lockett um, playing out of the slot a lot more. And I believe with this 49ers defense and their pass rush, they're going to want to dump the ball out as quickly as possible. And, I mean, Russell Wilson's a stud. I mean, he has 22 touchdowns and one interception so far. Last year, he had 35 touchdowns total. So he's on record to beat that by a lot. He's been crazy good. I think last year he had 3,500 yards. Right now he has 2,500 yards. So do the math. He's on. He's 100% on track to beat that by a landslide, um, and be a you know a really high up there MVP candidate. So I, and when it comes to fantasy, you kind of have to think about are you starting him? I have him in a couple of leagues as well, and it's hard not to start him, right? Because of how well he's been doing. 
he's had you know one or two games where he's been iffy. I would look for other options, maybe like flyers if you can, because you should never be at a point where you just unquestionably just you know start someone without thinking about the matchup. But in most cases, I don't have that <laughs> luxury, so I'm I'm most likely trying out Russell Wilson. And on the 49ers side, I think Emmanuel Sanders will be a really good play here. The Seahawks don't have the best of secondaries. Actually, they give up the eighth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. So Emmanuel Sanders has been lighting up as of late. He's been Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite target. And, you know, with that in mind, I'm I'm throwing out Jimmy Garoppolo, too, if you if you can get him. I know he's out there in a waiver wire in a, quite a bit of league. So good pickup for a bye week quarterback. What about, what about you, Cameron? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you touched on most of the topics. Um, for me, I wanted to kind of, like, focus on the running games of it. Um, I mean, Chris Carson, you kind of mentioned that um, the 49ers have a really good defense against everything. But, I mean, last week against Kenyon Drake, they allowed a good amount of yards and touchdowns. I mean, I know he's playing for his job, but – um, if that was just an aberration or if that might be a trend, maybe they saw something that uh, Chris Carson can ex- exploit. And then also he might get some receptions too because, like you mentioned, that pass rush. Um, and just checking it down to him. And then as far as the 49ers go, I mean, Grapple is kind of an interesting play this week. Um, but I still like um, Coleman. I think he'll bounce back. Yeah, no, I, need him too. <laughs> I like Coleman too. And I think another thing to point out is this is an interdivision game as well. So everything can be just out of wash, completely different. So you, you never know with interdivision games. Like both teams play each other quite frequently. So they then, have their calling card. And then as far as Josh Gordon, just read my article that I wrote last weekend. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I was say though that I just think this makes. Uh, the Seahawks even scarier uh, from time to time. It does, you know, yeah. With with having Gordon, but I I like this matchup too, guys. Uh, what I just want to touch on really quick with it is, um, it's Nick Bosa, not Joey Edgar. It's Nick. Um, no, uh-huh. it's, sorry, hey, I just had to say that. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, they well, the same person actually. They they've been they both been great this year as of late. Um. You know, I, I mean, with the bye weeks, I still have to. I know the 49ers are good, but I still have to trot out Carson because I just think that it's too hard not to. Um, I do like the Sanders call, though. Uh, he's, you know, he's really coming to his own really quickly for the 49ers. Um, it's a tough matchup. I think, you know, I, I, I think this could bode well for Gordon, but I think it's a better idea for. You said Lockett. I think. It's another decent week for Metcalf uh, in my eyes. Um, And then you still got to trot out Coleman and stuff for that, for the 49ers. And, hey, if you have the 49ers defense, I still think you have to play them because I know I do in one league and I'm scared, but you got to kind of play them. Yeah. I mean, I'd say Lockett would be a little bit more beneficial just because of, like I said, the 49ers pass rush and the time that Russell Wilson had to throw the ball. It's just because of his offensive line not being the best. But, I mean, DK Metcalf has been a great red zone target, big body receiver. So, I mean, I could definitely see that as well. Yeah, yeah. but I think um, Metcalf is pretty touchdown dependent right now. Um, Agreed. Agreed. And I think Josh Gordon, being that big body receiver and the talented receiver he is, he's going to cut down on some of his touches in the red zone and 
potential touchdowns. So I, I, I did discuss this in the article too, but I think he um, might, um, yeah, diminish his tap, his um, value. So is that uh, you guys got anything else? Because I mean, you Edgar, you hit everything perfectly on that one. I mean, I definitely agree with it. Um, it's going to be an interesting one to watch. I'm going to unfortunately have to miss part of it because I'll be at work on Monday night, but I'm going to tune into as much of it as I can, which will pretty much be the second half. But um, anything else for that game, guys? No, no, that's pretty much it. I think you get around that. All right. So what I wanted to bring up really quick before we move into our final segment of the night, which is going to be a crack which is going to be the uh, player of the week for everybody. I actually want to bring up something I just got a notification on Twitter for. There is a infamous former Dallas Cowboys wide receiver that tweeted something interesting out. And it quote, I, I quote, Mr. Des Bryant says, I'm not trying to go nowhere and be a starter on a team. I want to contribute because I know I will be able to. I'm feeling good, and in two weeks, I will be reaching out to teams and see what happens. Let's go throw up the X. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mr. Des Bryant looks like he wants to come back to the NFL, guys, just as a heads up. Stash him on on the team. Um, Start start checking that waiver wire for him. Um, So let's go ahead here and... I'll give Cam. I'm not going to give it to you right away because you're going to have to dive in unless you got your person right away. Uh, yeah, Ed, got you got, got him. him. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, Cam. I'm ready. Right, here, finally. Yeah. Right. He's ready for once. <laughs> I know. Cam. Um. Who's your player of the week, my friend? So my Kraken player of the week. Um. I like going a little bit, kind of like under the radar, not obvious. Um. For me, it's going to be Josh Allen. Um, he hasn't thrown an interception since week five. His, um, his, the past few weeks, he's had like 17.6 points, 17.3, 21.3, um, He's been very consistent um, fantasy-wise over the past, like, however many games. And he's definitely um, on the up and up. And I think, like, especially with all these buys this week, he could be someone who – really does well this week. Okay. I like that call. Um, Edgar, what do you have? Or who do you have, I should say? You know what? There's a lot of, know, not prepared. There's a lot of guys. And, you know, there's two in particular that I like, but I'm not sure if I want to go <laughs> balls to the wall, just, you know, risking it. Um, You're risking it with the biscuit, aren't you? <laughs> You're risking know. it with the biscuit. You know, I love that biscuit. I just take um, that TV out of the hall, man. I and I'm I am kind of like the similar where I, I don't want to just take someone who's obvious. I want to kind of take a sleeper type of guy. And I'm gonna take Christian Kirk. I he's been kind of quiet. Um, you know, not having more than 15 points in a single game, uh, injured as well. But I think this is the game against the Buccaneers where he's going to light it up. I mean, it's easy to say because the Buccaneers have the worst pass defense in the NFL. And, you know, I I have all the props and all the confidence in Kyler Murray and the connection between Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk. So, you know, if, if you have Christian Kirk, I know you've been probably stashing him as a flex or maybe in your bench. This is the week to start him. And I'm 100% on Christian Kirk this week. Ooh, this is uh this is actually tough, guys, because there's two players I'm tossing around. Um, 
Man, this is a tough situation. I'm the one that's unprepared on this one. Um, because there's one of the names. No, I got two. I got two names, and, and the one I'm gonna go with the second one because the other one is actually gonna be uh, in my DFS article for this week. So make sure that's gonna be out tomorrow. Make sure you all get ready for that one. So I will not give that player away in this one. That will be in the article. But the player I'm going to go with here actually is going to be Marlon Mack for the Colts this week. Um, obviously, we all know Miami's terrible, but they're not actually the worst against the run. So I'm going to go with Marlon Mack this week. I think he's just going to have a big game. Um, Colts are going to control the clock. Don't know who. We didn't even go over this. I don't know if Brissett's starting for them this week or not. He's starting. Um, or, he, is he starting? Right. He, he's trying. He's trending towards starting. He's had limited practices. It, does, it, it doesn't matter. They could put Hoyer. Yeah, it, it really doesn't matter. So at the end of the day, if, if Brian Hoyer is out there, like, yeah. I just think that, yeah, this game is just one that uh, I'm all over Marlon Mack. They don't even have an over-under on this game because it's just going to be the Colts all over him. It's in Indianapolis. They're just going to hand the ball off 25 times, and he's going to have he's going to have between 20 to 30 touches and uh, – you know, a touchdown or two. So I think it's a Marlon Mack week, guys. Nice. Yeah. Anybody else have anything else uh, to wrap up this episode this week? I mean, like I said, man, we're in week 10 now. Um, season's more than halfway over. We're a couple weeks away from uh, the playoffs, and uh, I probably will not be joining you guys in the playoffs in our league. <laughs> I don't know what happened this year. I really don't. Very unfortunate. Maybe it was drafting six and not getting any running backs. Yeah, that's probably where it. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's where it went wrong. Hey, but as I said, as long as one of us can pull it off and beat, uh, you know, the rest of the on tap squad, that's all that matters at the end of the day. It'd be pretty embarrassing if we don't, right? Absolutely agree. Um, <laughs> so that's it for everybody here tonight. Yeah, just good luck surviving the bye weeks. Um, I know it's going to be hard for me, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, look into waivers. Look into everything that you can. Um, and yeah, look for those sleepers because sometimes those are the, like, never over, try not to overthink things because sometimes I, you know, I especially can overthink things, but sometimes it's like it's right on the board. Worst team, worst pass defense, play that wide receiver, you know? Yeah, it's it's like you said, it, the toughest part, man, is sometimes this, you know, this week you're going to have to make some tough calls on some situations with six teams on the bye. And this is literally why it's, a, you know, the bye week apocalypse, because it's huge. You know, yeah, it's a big loss this week. That's three less games. Um, and, and there's a couple of good players on all those teams. So, you know, it's a big loss for people. So sometimes you might have to risk it a little bit or. If you're in that situation, sometimes I say, depending on your record, this might be the week you just, you know, chalk that one up and go, hey, shit out of luck on this one, guys. And, uh, you know, just go with it at that what you know, at that point and just take the L, you know, or risk it. That This is a big risk it week, I think, guys. And yeah, I think that's I, what I'm going with. This is where you could probably find a lot of sleepers. Um, and, you know, I think another one of my sleepers is Zach Pascal. So I, I have him in one league, and I'm starting him in one league because of the bye week. So, yeah, get no, I can agree. So, as we all say here, guys, make sure you check those lineups before all the games. I know I always check it right before I go into work on Thursday for that Thursday night game. Make sure we have no more London games, so no early games anymore because I almost screwed that up this week. 
Um, I should have just kept Minshew out, but hey, whatever. Um, you know, but guys, good luck this week. And to wrap up this episode, make sure everybody goes to ontapsportsnet.com, checks out all of the great articles for all Chicago teams, pop culture, beer reviews, everything like that. Um, and if you need any help, you know, over the weekend, we're always available on Twitter, where you can follow me at Premier Amp, follow Edgar at EdLeon52, and follow Cam at MrCam2M, and our fantasy page at FantasyHR on Tap. And good luck this week, guys. Let's get into this week 10 of the NFL season. Good luck, everybody. <laughs>